0: The Apartment Rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers, who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo CEO, Jude Chi. Welcome, friends of the rebellion, and may the force be with you.
1: well, welcome to the latest episode of Flamingo's uh, Apartment Rebels podcast. And so on today's episode, super, super, super excited uh, to have Ryan's Remsex. And I think I pronounced that correctly. Yes. Yeah. O- yeah. Also known as uh, BZ. Correct. So uh, Ryan is currently the industry principal for MRI, the former chief product officer as yeah. well. And then formally, you were really in the industry it, as the IT uh, VP at Irving & Company. Correct. So you have a lot of knowledge, which doesn't mean you are old. <laughs> it means you have a lot of knowledge yeah. in the industry. So that's why I reached out and really excited to have you right. on. Happy because be I think there is a yeah. lot that we can learn. So a lot okay. of things I want to touch on on this podcast, including okay. um, where technology is really going in the industry. We're at being so lacking. How can companies implement technology in a way that actually impacts their operations, NOI, and all the things that an owner operator wants to really like hit? So, really excited to have you on. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Happy to be here. So, why don't we start with how did you first get into property management?
0: Um, so, I was a Gartner analyst before I got into the industry. So I had spent 10 years in big six consultancies Mm -hmm. doing enterprise software work. Yeah, with Arthur Anderson and a few other places. Yeah, Anderson Consulting, Erson Young. And I spent five years as an analyst at Gardner, covering enterprise software. Mm -hmm. And through the course of that job, I did some work with the the CIO at the Irvine company. And uh, we were having a conversation one day and, well, one thing led to another and, and I... He liked I, you, I got he, a like, job this, this
1: guy knows what he's talking about. Um,
0: so I joined as the VP of business applications in uh, 2005. Yeah. And I spent nine years there supporting the apartments division, office, retail, home building, land, land development, resorts, a variety of things. But I spent a lot of time in apartments. I started coming to OpTech 14 years ago, for us wow. probably like my 14th or 15th OpTech wow. over time. Um, and then, um, after spending nine years in California, family-wise, we wanted to move back East and an opportunity with, uh, MRI, actually the CEO of MRI and I worked together at Ernst Young many moons before and kept in touch and, you know, things were, things worked out for, uh, an oh, opportunity moderate. for me to come here. Yeah.
1: So, and then while you wanted Irvine? Irvin, like, what were some of the things that you focused on?
0: So we focused on, well, whatever the businesses wanted. Um, but like we, we replaced, uh, the property management system. We replaced, we put in portals. Uh, we, we, we analyzed very heavily revenue management systems. Um, we looked at, uh, maintenance work order systems, optimization systems for maintenance routes, um, new financial systems, new HR systems, like, We did a lot of business intelligence, spent a bunch of time towards the end of my time at Irvine on BI. Um, so really kind of, a. we've pretty much touched everything over time.
1: And that's what I love about like enterprise software, because in every way it does touch all parts of operations from the financial to really like in-depth like operations. So when you all were either rolling out the new property management system, Well, even like that process, and what was that process like? How do you, how do you as an operator think through what uh, software do we use? How do we go about evaluating what is best for our portfolio?
0: We've performed a fairly standard process of functional areas, list of requirements, demos, grading, weighting those, you know, who scored the best in, areas around leasing and operations and pricing and maintenance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then other things on the technical side. Um, so fairly standard kind of how do you select package software and methodology that I had done in my consulting days with clients many times.
1: Are there um, any differences you see what that process is like on the multifamily side versus like no, other system? No, it's systems really being it's pretty the efficient.
0: same. We are talking about enterprise grade things. You have to, you can't just focus on one department and let them sub optimize the enterprise. Every part of the company needs a say in how we go forward uh, and make sure that you give everybody a voice in the process. Otherwise you have a change management problem on your hands when you go to implement and rolling out a a new property management package to, uh, I think we had a hundred communities at the time. Wow. Right. So like we would, the office division had a vacant office building that we turned into a training center and we would train like 60 people a week for two weeks on two weeks off. Wow. Uh, convert the data while they were being trained. And it it was, uh, it was much, it was a big production. Yeah. It was a big undertaking.
1: So what would you say would be a proudest moments at Iowa? Well,
0: you know, we got live, right? Like, and, and we didn't, the business wasn't affected. Mm-hmm. There's transitional turbulence, of course. Yeah. Um, but like, man, we did so many great projects there. It's hard to pick one, but, but the, you know, we rep- replaced property management. That was a, that was a big moment. Yeah. That was very transformational.
1: Yeah. Can't yeah. imagine replacing the property management system. That is a huge is. one that they did. It is. It doesn't happen
0: that often anymore. Right. So yeah, times are different now yeah. and all these things here, how many booths are here? hundred? Probably at least hundred. What are there, like six property management providers? Yep. Out of the <laughs> hundred, right? So yeah. you can tell the focus is on something else, mm-hmm. right? Like we're all ingrained. We're, we're managing the back end well. And now there are opportunities for other kinds of innovation. Yeah.
1: So they're like, kind of thinking about that point where for a lot of property management companies, they kind of stick with what they have implemented. My like, change is very, very infrequent. Is that typically the, route, the right, like route? or should property management companies, like spend more time looking at what else is out there? Oh, if it's working, kind of leave it as it is. So, I mean, selfishly, they should all get
0: rid of what they have and buy MRI. Obviously, (laughs) Uh, but no, but seriously, I think um, we have a strategy about being open and connected and doing integrations and APIs so that when innovations happen, clients aren't relying upon us to have that feature to have that capability. They can take someone like yourself and integrate us together. And we're not gonna be a barrier to Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think our position in the marketplace, we lead the marketplace with that capability about being open and connected. So if you look at our website, our our corporate mission, our values, being open and connected is super important to us. Um, And that then gives our clients the freedom to kind of assemble the set of solutions to best meet the, their business mm-hmm. needs. Clearly I'd love for them to use all oh, of our stuff. Yeah. Right. And some do, many oh. do, but there are cases where maybe like we don't have a utility billing solution mm-hmm. in North America. We partner with Conservice. Integrations are built. Yeah. It's can make a choice. Um, we have our own screening. We have our own payments. We also have partners that provide screening and payments. Some software companies might choose to not make those integrations, you yeah. know, as easy to do because which it's competitive. I,
1: yeah, which is something I've always been surprised by because I get the business strategy for making it some um, revolts to integrations because it keeps that customer reliant on you in every way. Right. But when you look at companies outside of tech, what do you find is that integrations are just like part of the uh, part of the package. Absolutely. Like pop or Salesforce integrates with HubSpot, even though they are direct competitors, they have everything like right. go for that. Actually,
0: Salesforce is a great example. We kind of view ourselves as the Salesforce platform of PropTech yeah, because we're so open to integration and we integrate with over 75 other software providers. Yeah.
1: And I think that's space. why for Salesforce, that's why they win because when you have that level of integration, it makes your product much, much better. Like yeah. people love the Salesforce marketplace because everything is there. It keeps your data really cohesive and you don't have to do a lot. <laughs> like no. you see this thing on the marketplace where you're like, oh, we do need a calling system. Let and that's our vision
0: that. for tech. So we're working on achieving that vision on a number of fronts, but um, having the APIs built, partnering with other companies to do that, yeah. part, part of what we do every day.
1: So then at MRI, what, how does, what does that integration strategy look like? Are you all for actively going out to find companies that you think should integrate MRI? Are they coming to you? Are you going to conferences like these? It's all all of the above.
0: um, It's all of the above. Clients bring them to us, right? We want to integrate with so-and-so and and we then, you know, get them into the partner program, go out the integrations. We'll see people at shows like this, um, or we've, you know, we've been doing this for a long time as we have 75 plus, but having a client sponsor for an integration, especially for a new one, yeah, is critical. That's always like the best. Because thing. why would either of us spend any time on it? Yeah, if, if, if there's no unlikely. one's gonna use it. Yeah. Right? Because it's time and resources. Yeah. So until there's a uh, a driver. Mm-hmm. So it's great to have that marquee client to champion that integration. Yeah.
1: So when you look at the key integrations that you have right now, what are the major buckets that they fall into?
0: Oh boy. Um putting a so, product <laughs> knowledge. Well, so look that. like um uh AP automation, Nexus. You know, they're, they're just over here. We've been integrated with them for like 20 years. Wow. Right. Um, you know, uh, folks like funnel and knock, you know, we have our own lead management. That of course is a very hot topic. These days, um, payments, screening, those transactional things and you would expect integration to property management. And we have our own as well. Uh, So it's hard to say like when you have 75, like, you know, there's a wide array utility billing, um, Really hard question to answer with a specific, like none pop out as, yeah, like the there's just one that is most substantial
1: Is there's so many good ones. Yeah. But is there like a bucket that they all kind of fall into? Like, no, CRS? because we do accounting
0: right. and there's, there's, uh, you know, there's AP automation. Um, look, there are a lot of top of the funnel, mm-hmm. um, partner. Yeah. Right. Whether that's call centers, lead management, mm-hmm. online leasing, screening, payments. Like there's a lot, you know, oh. there's a lot there, um, but there's maintenance partners as well. There's, you know, other service partners. There's a lot of um, marketing partners, you know, G5 websites. So there's, I wouldn't say, I mean, if I, we stacked it up and there's probably a probably higher count at the top of the funnel, but mm-hmm. if you walk
1: around here, there's a higher count of vendors at the top of the funnel. Too. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So, With that level of complexity, integrating with 75 plus partners, what kind of additional work does it add on you guys as the MRI? We have a dedicated team of engineers. That's all for integration. That that
0: all builds our RESTful APIs. We we publish those. We obviously try to reuse them as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if clients want to integrate with someone who's not a partner, they can license our integration toolkit and we give them our library. So if you need to do guest card insertion from Entrada, yeah. is not a partner. Um, you can license the toolkit and here's the API for oh, guest wow. card insertion. Please, you know, build the integration for the other side, just as an example. So, um, so yeah, we have a dedicated team that does that. Yeah. And, uh, you have to maintain it. We have a new version. They have a new version, <laughs> right? Security things change
1: protocols yeah. change. We got to keep up with all those things. Yeah. So I can see how integrations from the client side are obviously beneficial because now my data flows well. I'm using the best right. class as I define it, a uh, system out there. Right. But in what ways, uh, pursuing that very open integration strategy has made you guys a lot better. Well,
0: clients love the freedom <laughs> and choices that they have to make their own decisions. Right. Uh, but I think it, it helps us, even when we have like, I'll use funnel and knock as an <laughs> example. Um, those are companies focused on CRM. Mm-hmm. We have a product that does CRM, but it's one product of many. Yeah. So we integrate with ours, they integrate with us, mm-hmm. and then we all learn from each other, right? What are clients asking for, right? It's a form of win-loss analysis. Yeah. It's also helpful as we look at, we've acquired 50 companies in five years. Wow. Some of them were partners. So you get to know companies, you work with them, mm-hmm. Do the cultures match. Yeah, right? How you know, does this belong in this the ex- expectation this should be really part of mm-hmm. the suite, or does this belong as a, a separate entity? Like yeah. what's the market telling us? So there's a number of ways it helps us, but I think the the preponderance of that falls into we give clients choice. Mm-hmm. And other providers aren't as they are as good at that.
1: Yeah. So, and then looking at all of them, like what are, what is like the big challenge when it comes to that type of approach? Like what have you guys found to be?
0: Well, there's a mushrooming number of things to keep up with. So, yeah. you know, it's trying to stay on top of the curve, yeah. on top of the wave, right? Uh, I was doing some some work, we're just walking around here. Yeah,
1: see what everything's here. You know, and
0: um, there are, I uh, counted what, there are 17 different smart home. Wow. I think non-scientific just, yeah. I, just walking around. Um, so where do we start with that? Yeah. Right. So for us, I think integration hubs that that can make that be, seem like one, that mm-hmm. then they can all talk to Yeah, and we can adjust and That's how we'll, we'll survive the volume. Yeah. Now
1: yeah. I like what he said earlier, which is also making it more client focused. Absolutely. As well too. It's like, Hey, this, this is this the integration you want, <laughs> then build it if they're already there. Yeah. And then if I am on the property manager side and I am looking at oh, thinking about changing, whether it's my property management system or something else, what are the things that should be at the top of the list for me to think about? Is it how open the APIs are or what, what are some of those like top three yeah, things? we so I think, with?
0: Uh, You have to assess yourself as a business and you have to understand what is really necessary. The biggest trap people fall into after they've been using one product for 10 years is that that product has defined their process. So when they go to look for a new product, they write down their requirements yeah. and those requirements are constrained by the current providers, the configuration yeah. of the current provider's product, not necessarily the real business need, Yeah, right? They just, that's how they do it. So that's how they expect to do it. So if somebody else does it differently, Mm -hmm. they may write the requirements in a way that doing it differently doesn't really match. Yeah, and that scores poorly. Yeah, and then they don't get selected. Yeah, but all they've done is replace what they have with something that does what they do. Yeah, which doesn't move you forward. Yeah. Now Uh, back to back to the curve. The other point we had about, and there hasn't been a lot of there's not a lot of churn Mm -hmm. in the back end because you don't get a lot of points. Going from one GL to another Mm -hmm. to just do the exact same thing. Yeah. You spend a lot of time and energy to just get to where you are. But is it going to
1: drastically change how you do the business?
0: It's the ability to add on the other things, the new things to integrate. So if you're going to change to get open and connected, I'm all Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Because if you feel constrained or if the vendor you have is not investing, (laughs) um, and you just don't like, they don't have a booth at a conference, they're just not showing up in the space then you probably have a burning platform. It's time mm-hmm. to move. Um, but if the vendor's investing in the product, then that kind of explains why folks aren't that mobile. Yeah. But then the ability to add on those things, because over time, everything becomes a commodity. Mm-hmm. So like at Optech, maybe 15 years ago, 40 years ago, I remember my first one, walking around thinking, why do we need so many screening companies? There, like, there were like eight screening provider. Why do we need so many of this, so many of that? How many screening providers are here today? But just a uh, few. Like just, just a few. Because yeah. why? Because all the property management folks have one. Yeah. It became part of the core. Yeah. Right. Not every, that doesn't happen with everything. So, uh, I think given your, you need to have the ability. So people always ask the an enterprise offer. They ask this smaller mm-hmm. question: integrated or best of breed. And the answer is yes. Yep. Depending you on need it. integrated and best of breed because integrated provides value, mm-hmm. common data model, fully integrated, same user experience, but you can't innovate everywhere always. Mm-hmm. So you have to have room to add in the new thing. Yeah. So you need best of breed. It's just kind of that the relationship between the core and the component. I use yeah. a bad analogy about Christmas trees and balls. Right? So we have a tree, property yep. management, accounting. Yep. We have a bunch of bulbs, but we hang on our tree. We have bulbs, but we hang on other people's trees. And there's a bunch of bulbs around here that need trees to hang on. And our trees are ready to be hung on, right? That's just, that's how we go to market. Um, but some trees are much harder to hang things on. Because how about their what their strategies? is?
1: Yeah. Are? Um, and I love the point you made uh, earlier about how when companies are thinking about changing the systems or software that one thing to really focus on is not to simply say, Hey, this is our current process. Does the new system do it that way? But to really think about what is the best possible way of achieving yeah. this. Can you give some like examples of what that looks like? Well, uh, I think it's like such a critical point. So here, I'll give you an example. If
0: you, if you read UDR's investor report from summer, they talk about a new um, uh, platform for their business. And through that platform, it's a lot of technology. They're gonna, they're gonna increase NOI, pretty much what they say. They're gonna do that through centralization. So imagine today's world, someone saying, our business process is that the resident, the prospect comes in the office, fills out a paper guest card, they wouldn't do this, but you know, we type it in, yeah. we take them on a tour, They thought a paper application, like we faxed it to the screening, like that wouldn't happen anymore. So we, we, we basically took that paper process and we digitized it. Yep. Well, then COVID happens and now people are doing remote tours. Yep. how do we do that? So with checkpoint ID, one of our products, we can send you a link. You can scan your driver's license, take a picture of your face. We'll validate you are who you are and you have a valid identity, giving the operator Confidence that the person who's doing a self-guided tour yeah, it, is who they say they are. And there's no fraud involved. So that's kind of an example of where the old process just absolutely couldn't work. <laughs> right. Um, online leasing as an example went up. If you look at the peak of 2019 mm-hmm. to the summer high peak July to the peak of 2021, it went up by a hundred, 124%. Oh, wow. Online leasing. Why leasing offices were closed? If we had to change how we do it, um, online payments went up 50% from the first from January of 2020. So the before the pandemic, right? 50% increase in payments and online service requests up 82%. All those things happened because we closed the offices. We closed the offices. We kept on leasing. We kept on renewing. We kept moving people in and out. Why do you need an off? See, this is where you have to think differently. Yeah. How much of this can I centralize, and can the system provide provide the ability for me to generate renewals centrally? Right? Can we manage things for the region centrally?
1: Yep.
0: So I do that. I don't need as much staff on it's site.
1: It's like all with so many it different things. Changes
0: the whole dynamic, but you have to think about your business model differently. You can't just say, "Yeah, it's just on site, on site,
1: everything's done on site." The way we always have. Yeah. Right, And I think that's a really interesting point because when a lot of companies think about transformation, like the digital transformation, it is always like a one-to-one like, Hey, we have this process. It's manual. Let's automate it. Right. But I love that point on really think about how else can the process be done in a completely or radically different way. Yeah. Uh, Cause you can differentiate.
0: Uh, you know, I think about, um, where we're going with software, where we go with technology, and we have a vision for prop tech for so three words, smart, nimble experiences. So smart is, you know, we, I talked about smart homes, also AI, right? There's 21, again, I counted 21 providers here that are doing something around smart home tech <laughs> yeah. and there's, and, and a handful of folks that have an AI focus yeah. on what they do. If you think about AI, and I said this earlier in my little, uh, express session. It's the first technology. All other technologies have made us smarter. <laughs> this is the first technology that's going to be smarter than us, and we have a chance to. be
1: scary. It but can be also scary. Really cool. We have to.
0: It's not. We're not sending John Connor back to <laughs> 2021, but uh, you know we do have to be careful. There's at the goal considerations with yeah. AI, but uh, we have we can do more automation, and that will allow us to change our model. If you think about what that can do combined with what we learned through the pandemic of not having to have people on site all the time, we have an opportunity to rethink the business model. So the second one, nimble, right? Nimble. So do I have to have people on site 24 seven every day of Probably the week? Not. or can I change it? Right. Can I send someone to do a tour? It's like if you go buy a house, the realtor doesn't live there. They no. meet you there. Right. So maybe you have a leasing office in a, in a town and they can serve four properties, right? Because so many other things are going on online. There's a quote from a, an author, uh, like a, a North American author that the future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed. Yeah. If you think about what I said about the stats about online, online leasing growth, payments growth and online service requests, those were all here before the pandemic.
1: Yeah. But also but
0: they weren't as distributed. Now they're a little more evenly distributed. Um, so. We see the future in buildings. So Avalon Bay, if you saw how they're, they, they built a building uh, near here, actually. Yeah. Uh, Cancel like, Twinbrook. Like
1: fully automated. Fully automated.
0: That's a, I, that's a one view of the future and it's already here, right? So we have to be, have uh, the ability to be more nimble in how we do our business. So software providers like us have to provide our clients with that capability. Mm-hmm. What do you want to centralize? What do you want to decentralize? That's going to change how you compete. And the third one I think is the one that there's a lot of, well, interesting is going on around experiences. So 21 people here, just again, from my count on experiences, mm-hmm. whether that's alternate ways to do security deposits or alternate ways to pay the rent or,
1: yep, I what, or Flamingo what, you, what Flamingo does, yep. right?
0: Uh, all these apps are encouraging residents with, uh, we talked to somebody recently who does um, cash back rewards mm-hmm. on rent payments. So, all these things about the resident experience, smart digital experiences. So you think about the, let's just use two as an example, flex and obligo, right? So flex has a way to make a rent payment happen differently and obligo does security deposits differently. So imagine there's two communities next to each other, each that have average rent, $1,500 a month. Community one wants $3,000 upfront. First month's rent and a security deposit, full month's rent. Community two says. Um, we need a security deposit hook. Well, it'll be part of your monthly fee, $9.99 a month, whatever, whatever the, the alternative says it is. And then as far as paying your rent, it's still all due for the month, but with Flex, it can get paid kind of uh, as you get paid. Yeah. Which is how people actually earn money. Right. Right. Yeah. So like which one is easier for the resident to envision himself living in? And it has nothing to do with the amenities. It has nothing to do with the stainless steel appliances. The view or the location, small experience. it's all about the experience, right? And then the other things, mobile apps, mobile experiences, mm-hmm. community experiences, all of the other things. I think the pandemic changed the relationship between tenants and residents. Maybe not as much as it could have, but in the past it was, if you're late, get out, right? Three day, pay or quit, mm-hmm. goodbye. Now, like all of us, property management it's accounting like folks, we, we created payment plan capabilities. Mm-hmm. So you could be proactive with the landlord as a resident and have an agreement on how you're gonna, if you fell behind, I, I, I still wanna live here. I'll make my way out of the whole world, right? And so I think all of that goes to better experiences and better experiences should lead to better residents, better renewal rates, yep. right?
1: NOI, just NOI, right? All that good stuff. Wow. You definitely already hit on one of my questions was how you see the industry evolving in the yeah. next like one, two, three years. Yeah. Like what would be some of your predictions? Would it be more of those things, more smart yeah, tech, more smart, nimble, more experience? Smart nimble
0: experiences. We firmly believe in that uh, AI, AI would be a big component going forward. Um, we already have maybe a half a dozen products that have an AI component and it's just going to continue to grow. Uh, we're moving to an AI first mentality around product management. Our product managers are actively asking the question with every new project,
1: how can we use AI to do this? So this is all tied together. The, one of the big things I love is like data and how it can be utilized. So can you touch on data and AI? So for AI, can you give some concrete examples for people that don't really, for a lot of people, when you say AI, it's very theoretical. Can yeah. you give some examples sure. for so what we're, AI can so do? So we're
0: using AI with checkpoint ID, I said earlier you scan your driver's license, you scan your face, and then the AI matches the picture of you to the picture on the driver's license to make sure you are you. So that's one use of AI. We have another tool that uses how AI. How is that AI in a way? Well, because it's 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 basically interpreting the image and the picture from the driver's license. Yeah. And and that picture that you took of yourself, the selfie. It's matching those two things. Yeah, it's using AI for that. And then is it getting
1: better over time? Sure. As far in- as reading course. the
0: faces, it'll it'll learn more about that. Um, we have a uh, a tool that we are using for insurance, mm-hmm. where we will, if someone brings a proof of insurance and they upload it, the AI will read that. So we train it how to read those declaration pages, so we can extract that information from the paper, put it into the database, and fully manage an insurance program. Wow. That's manual work today. Yeah, so we can take the manual like work off, eliminated. and we can have the machines do the work. Right, it's not the sexiest AI. Yeah, right. Oh, it's uh, possible. Right, but we have AI in our screening. Uh, some we don't have a, a revenue management product, but some of our competitors do. There's AI in those. So uh, the machine, the machines will pass human capability, especially for crunching large numbers. You can read about Google recently announced that Google AI designed a chip that was superior to what humans could do. Wow. Okay. So, you know, we're kind of at that tipping point mm-hmm. and it's at, only in certain spots where AI is ahead. AI is mostly behind us, but there's going to be a day not too far away where AI is going to catch up to the average human. Yep. And then soon after that, it passes all of us. That's and not like all here. of us, not yet all of us collectively. Uh, and so there should be great benefit for that because then machine can crunch things. You know, I think of things like predicting mean time to failure, right? Or detecting anomalous anomalous water consumption in a unit. Like if every day between the hours of 8 a.m. and 5 p.m., that apartment uses no water, and today it's using a lot of water,
1: they know something maybe is there's something's
0: wrong. Now, maybe we have to check with the gate system to know maybe they didn't leave for work today, the they're home sick, but if they did, and maybe something's wrong. We should send a maintenance tech over there. Just, just, or maybe just from where we are, just turn off the valve and then go find out what's going on. Yeah. Right. Save everybody a whole lot of money. Okay. No, I love that. Right? It.
1: I mean, there's things like that that I think we'll be able to get to. Right. So then the last thing I want to touch on more is just like data in multifamily. Like I imagine for MRI and with all your integrations, you all, I see it a tremendous amount of, of uh, data flowing through. So if I'm an owner or an operator, like how should I think about my data for the next five years? Like how do I make use of it uh, in a really like practical way? Yeah.
0: So I, I have an old answer that's business intelligence, right? So if you're still getting a report delivered to your inbox every Monday and it's rows and columns, you're you're missing no. out. Like you're doing it like we were doing it 20 years ago. Um, You should have a dashboard that's live, that has data that's no older than last night, right? That you can drill in on, that highlights to you what needs your attention, right? It doesn't make you find what needs your attention. It's obvious, right? It's depicted that way. Here's the top five, whatever. Here's the bottom five, whatever. Here's a bubble chart. And these three are red because they're the outliers. And that's where I need to go look, right? You don't want to spend time trying to figure out what to manage want to just spend your time on managing what needs I attention. I love that. So go from their reports to dashboards. Absolutely. And of course, eventually uh, we'll use like we're using data today to do pricing um, propensity to renew, right. There's a lot of ways to use data to do some predictive things. That's AI. That's just going to get better too. Right. So, but I think the first is using data to truly understand your business.
1: Right? So and, then what's one thing like outside, like external to property management that you think, the industry needs to really adopt.
0: So the uh, the industry, I think that we need to continue to look towards for ideas is hospitality. Not all multifamily is moving in that direction, but Class A higher end properties, much more serve. That's a different view of the future, much more service oriented, right? Much more amenitized, concierge kind of things. Then there's a then there's a group of properties that fully automated, unmanned, are gonna be great, right? Especially if I can get those properties in a market where rent is on average higher because of the higher overheads those properties have, then I can have a better experience for a double set of save overhead, have probably a better NOI, right? And people can live there at a lower price point than they would somewhere else. No, in the trade-offs of there's not a gym here. Yeah. You know, and I have to do it all myself. But well, I, my, my three kids are 28, 25, and 20. They don't want to talk to anybody. I don't know why we call the phone anymore. Yep. It's why right? Right? DoorDash, why we're all on
1: those yeah. success It's like, I want a car, I call it. I like, want to order, like food. I the time, yeah, When's was... the last
0: time you went into a bank? And if you didn't need foreign currency uh, to get a mortgage, uh, like pretty much you
1: weren't, you're not going into like a bank, Never, uh, right? Well, oh, it's a big up a check if you live for a company that doesn't have or work or live at a, property yeah, but not that for like all my Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, I could say, like, my, my parents, they don't have debit cards. Yeah, My mom goes to the bank. She gets money, puts it in an envelope, carries it around in her wallet, goes to the grocery store, pays in cap. Right. That's I mean, change. But, you know, they're in their seventies. <laughs> so, uh, but the, 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 the millennials, 25 to 40. And if you knew that, the oldest millennials are 40 now. And the folks, the younger generation behind that, they're digitally native. They expect to do all this, as yeah. you guys know. Yeah. They expect this all on their on their
1: device. And I think that's really like a sweet spot because for the properties that implement that quickly enough, the gains are immersed. Yes. And it's something that is, self, is self-selected. So you know what those trade-offs are. So if you do want that fully automated Absolutely. and potentially cheaper, you go for that. If you want that full service fund desk, concierge, opens the door yep. for me, you can opt into that. And you're gonna pay for that, exactly. that service. And you know that
0: going in. Exactly. It's the difference between staying here or staying at the residence in across the street. Yep. yep. Right? You choose as the consumer, what works for you. Yep.
1: And then if you go, last question, if you could waive a one to fix one thing in property management or in the industry, oh, what would that be? I
0: would, I would try to change the relationship between internet listing services and property management software, because scraping emails for data is um, antiquated. Uh, uh, I would love to have our call to action buttons for people to schedule an appointment to lease now on the ILS pages, uh, as opposed to the email has to come in. We parse the email. Like there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of room for, for improvement.
1: Yeah, so that I think it goes back like that self service as well too, my dude. Like Absolutely, and there. yeah. Man, this is awesome. So, thank you so much Happy Brad, to for having do it Happy to do so, it. So, you are officially yeah. a rebel. So thank a rebel. A rebel.
0: A